You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. This is Women to Watch. To rise above all of the noise and fulfill every last one of your dreams. Women to Watch, sharing the real stories of the most accomplished women in the world. It is for those frightened children who want peace. It is for those voiceless children who want change. Be inspired by women from across the globe who are encouraging more women to pursue their dreams. True philanthropy comes from living from the heart of yourself and giving what you have been given. Now, Women to Watch. Here's your host, Sue Rocco. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for being with me for another week of Women to Watch. I continue to record the show from home and so grateful to be able to do that and bring you some inspirational stories every week. Um, It looks like we might finally be seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. I certainly hope that is the case. Uh, We'll keep our fingers crossed. Joining me in just a few minutes will be Janet Wishnia. And Janet is the founder of American Blossom Linens, uh, which is a third generation, excuse me, also a third generation co-owner of Thomaston Mills. Her family's actually been in business since 1931. So I'm excited to talk to her and learn a little bit about how they're handling uh, the pandemic and um, some things they're doing to actually assist in that area. If you're new to the show, be sure to stay with us during the breaks uh, where you'll hear from our watch team of on-air contributors, bringing you the latest news in health, finance, technology, and business. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter to see who's coming on the show. Uh, You can do that by going to womentowatch.net. That's women, the number two, watch.net, N-E-T. So now uh, I'm very thrilled and honored to welcome to the show Janet Wishnia, again, the founder of American Blossom Linens um, and a co-owner of Thomaston Mills. Janet, welcome to the show. Hi, nice to be with you. It's great to have you. And um, I guess just right off the bat, I want the listeners to know you're local to Philadelphia and um, growing up in in Elkins Park, where you happen to still live today. I I was curious what it what it. Yeah. What is it about that neighborhood that keeps you there? 
Wow. I'm actually, it's funny because I'm in my home office right now, and I can look out my window from my current house, and I can see the house I grew up in from where I'm sitting. Oh, wow. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And the trees are blooming. It's actually beautiful. Um, I I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm a creature of habit. I really like this neighborhood. You know, my friends and family are all around here, and I like to be close to my friends and family. Um, my sisters each live about 10 minutes away from me, and my dad lives 10 minutes away. And, you know, my friends are all within half an hour. So it's a, it's a nice walking neighborhood. Um, we're, we're close to the city. Um, right. So we can be in, you know, go to Philadelphia, with, be there in half an hour. It's just a, mm-hmm. a nice, convenient, friendly, beautiful neighborhood. <laughs> You know, it is, and I'm familiar with it because I went to high school uh, down that way in Wincote. And uh-huh. I remember the big, beautiful stone homes in that area. It reminds me a little bit of Chestnut Hill. Yeah. Oh, there's, I used to live, so our, um, our office is in Wincote uh, on mm-hmm. Greenwood Avenue near the Jenkintown train station. And Wincote is, like, is a historic neighborhood. So there's a lot of yes. Victorian houses in Wincote. In fact, I used to live in one before I moved back to Elkins Park. So, okay. yeah, I love that. I love them. So, Janet, tell me what your earliest memory is of working um, in that storefront. So your grandfather started the company, as I mentioned, at the top of the show, 1931. And you sent yeah. a, a wonderful picture of yourself as a little girl. Um, and, and you claim that at four years old, you were working. <laughs> yes. So, um, well, I wasn't working downtown at the store at four years old. That probably didn't happen until maybe I was about eight, I guess, till I was in school. But um, my dad used to, my dad at the time, was when I was born, was the president of the company. And he used to, you know, he was growing a business, so he worked very hard all the time. And he would come home at night and he would bring, you know, after dinner, he would have work that he had to do. And he would sit, he had a desk at table. Uh, was it, I think it was the time it might've even been in his bedroom because the television at the time was in my parents' bedroom and he would sit there and he would watch TV and do work. And I would sit there and he would have me fold envelopes, fold papers to put in envelopes. And he would talk to me and he would teach me things. That's, that's really my first memory. And then um, when I got to be about school age, I was, uh, it was required that I, uh, every vacation and summer that I go to the, to the office and learn about business and help out. So I would do filing and delivering papers. And when I got a little older, answering the phone, yeah, it was a lot of good memories. Uh, some of the real, some of the memories when I was uh, younger was actually the food that they would give me to eat. He would always give me <laughs> that was your compensation. I that guess that was my compensation. Tasty cakes, yes. Oh, I learned yum. to love tasty cakes while I was working there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then the other thing when I was actually probably when I was just starting out when I would go there on vacation my grandmother was still alive so my grandmother would this would be my father's mother my grandmother would take me out 
to sometimes to lunch or to a snack. And she would take me to have corn muffins at Horn and Hard Arts. Oh, when Horn and gosh. Hard Arts still existed. Yep. And sometimes she would take me out shopping to Wanamaker. So we would walk around Center City a bit. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, I was, I remember, that's a really fun memory. I'll never forget the taste of those corn muffins. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Um, if if you're just joining us, I'm talking to Janet Wishnia, the founder of American Blossom Linens and also co-owner of Thomaston Mills, uh, a textile company that manufactures and distributes linens and uh, sheets and towels. And um, tell me, Janet, about your relationship with your dad. Um. Well, I'm the oldest of three girls, and I think he um, he he was always business was a big part of his life, so that was kind of what he shared with me, his love of business. So he um, he would talk to me about business all the time. He would share stories about what happened at work, and kind of that was the that was a big part of our relationship. He, he, he taught me and then I grew to like it. So we had that in common and still do. You did um, go on to receive your MBA from Drexel. And I was wondering if, yeah, if you had, you know, other plans to do something different or was that um, something you did knowing that you were going to be eventually running the company? Well, when I was, uh, when I was going to college, when I was 18, I had a little of a rebellious stage. I decided when I was 18 that I wasn't interested in business anymore, and I wanted to get a liberal arts education, so I went to University of Pennsylvania, and I majored in anthropology. And when I got to grad to senior year and started to think what was I going to, how was I going to make a living, Anthropology is a bit difficult, a, a bit difficult way to make a career using your anthropology, unless you want to right. become a professor, um, mm-hmm. which is not easy to do. There's not that many jobs as, a, as professors. And I still liked business, but during college, I was rebellious. So uh, You know what, Janet, can you hold, hold that story? We have to go into a break and we'll pick it up when we come back. Sure. Stay with us for our Tech Watch with Mary Manzo. Introducing Pathways Consulting Group, a company that will align your IT needs with your business goals. Pathways is a full-service ServiceNow partner. What does that mean? It's simple. Pathways will collaborate and design, develop, and deploy solutions for your company today that will define tomorrow. Pathways will provide world-class enterprise service management solutions. Pathways Consulting Group. They listen. They care. They execute. Go to PathwaysCG.com. That's PathwaysCG.com. Now, the women to watch. Tech Watch. Hi, I'm Mary Manso from Pathways Consulting Group. As a business owner, I'm speaking with many organizations and observing many behaviors as we go through this incredibly difficult time and shift in the way we get work done. And it's easy to see that many of them are struggling while others are not. 
If you're a technology leader, then you know now more than ever it's important to keep your teams engaged and empowered. Technology is changing at lightning speed, so having a culture that leaves your teams feeling motivated, energetic, and happy is critical to your business and your customers, as well as the health of your employees. When employees are under pressure and morale is low, behavior of your teams can be reflected in the work they produce, and the impact can be felt on projects, as well as innovation and creativity, which can hit a brick wall. If your organization is struggling, it's not too late to act and evaluate the health of your teams and determine if the culture you have is strong enough to take you through this time. At Pathways, we realized a long time ago that in order to grow and scale successfully, the culture that we instill across our organization would be critical. So with the help of Chris Chula and Anna Lynchnowski of We Culture and our culture warrior, Ashley Geit, we've created an official culture program. You see, it's not enough for you to profess you have great culture. You need everyone in your organization to be held accountable and understand what it means to be culturally sound. Pathways has two core values, be collaborative and be exceptional. And under each of those are tenets or explanations that we all live and work by. Everyone on the team is held accountable to these values. Because we have these values documented and our teams are on the same page, it makes it a whole lot easier during this time to know when someone is struggling and make sure that they're okay. We're incorporating new methods to keep our teams motivated, and I'm pleased to say it's working. If anything, as a team, we're stronger. If you'd like some advice on what you can do to build a better culture, please reach out to me at mary at pathwayscg.com. Now more of Women to Watch with Sue Rocco. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome back. My guest this evening is Janet Wishnia, who is the founder of American Blossom Linens and co-owner of Thomaston Mills. And just before the break, she was going to share with us a little bit about her rebellious years, yes. <laughs> which who doesn't yeah. want to hear about that? <laughs> yes. So um, I was saying that uh, when I got to the end of college, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, at the time I was dating my now husband and he said, well, you know, you really like business. Why don't you give it the family business a try? And I said, oh, okay. And so I graduated college, and I, a week later, I started working in the family business. And I actually ended up really liking it. I started out at the ground floor and worked my way up. And I, you know, I have a good aptitude for business, and I like it. I like people. I like the numbers aspect of it. I like the strategy aspect of it. Um, I like to be, I like to have a problem put in front of me and be able to find a way to solve it. And, uh, so I worked at the business for many years. I obviously got married, had children, and then I decided I wanted to kind of get a more formal education. So I actually went back to school when my youngest daughter was three and uh, got my, I uh, went to a executive MBA program at Drexel, which was wonderful. It was one of those weekend programs. And uh, I worked four days a week, went to school two days a week, and tried to do everything else in between, <laughs> raising a family. And I, it took about, I think, two and a half years to do that. I think I graduated in 2003. And it was really helpful to have had experience, I think, before getting the formal education. I definitely learned things, got learned skills that I didn't have before. So it kind of it opened my eyes up to a lot of different things. So it was definitely worth it. 
You know, what I was reading, you know, um, your bio, and, and when I read about the fact that you really did learn it from the ground up, um, from manufacturing to marketing to, you know, physically being in the office and taking care of problems that, that are there, Do, would you say that that um, makes for a better leader for any company or, or in any job if you know all aspects of how that business runs? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I think it is so important for, you know, anyone that's a CEO to experience every aspect of what's going on. I think there's a TV show like that where they go out in secret. I don't remember what it's called. Yes, yes. The CEOs um, go out in secret and go to different Undercover. Yeah, Undercover Boss. Undercover right? Boss. Yes. Yeah, yes. I love that show. Yeah. Yes. I think it's really important, especially anything having to do with customers. I think if you're the CEO of the company, you really have to understand the customers. And is there a part of the, you know, is there one area that you enjoy more? Is it, you know, is it the the marketing and that creative piece of it? Um, Or is it more operations? Um, I actually, I, my my favorite thing actually was contract selling, believe it or not. I'm kind of a shy person and more of a numbers person and an organizing, a person that's very good at organizing things and, and reading and grasping a lot of information. And I spent a good part of my career uh, working on, we do a lot of government business and government contracts. And I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time doing that and I got quite good at it and so I that that was I like what I'm doing now but that was probably my favorite thing but I like learning new things too what I'm doing right now is sort of a lot of different puzzle pieces that I'm putting together and figuring out how they all work Um, well one of the things I love working on contracts (laughs) One of the things I love about your story, Janet, is is the fact that you started something brand new at the age of 60, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, Blossom, American Blossom Linens is a new division of Thomaston Mills. And correct, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, you the company has been in distribution manufacturing, but now you have a brand new product that can be sold directly um, to the consumer. consumer. Yes, correct. Um we, up until a year ago, we have been primarily in the institutional business, the B2B business. We sell to uh, the healthcare and hospitality trade and to the government uh, market. Um, so um, when Made in America sort of was coming, being uh, talked about more, um, I thought, maybe it would be a good idea to try a Made in America brand of bedding. Kind of go back to the roots of my grandfather, who originally started the company as a retail store, and uh, see how that would go. So I decided to uh, leave what I was doing and uh, develop this brand of bedding and kind of do all the marketing and the product creation and and see how that would work. And it's worked out really well. 
Yeah, it takes, you know, that takes a lot of guts to start something brand new like that. Um, yeah, especially, you know, in an industry where there's a lot of comp- competition out there, but you're the only American made 100% organic cotton sheet sold in the nation. In the people nation, might not, correct. Yeah, people might not know that. We are. We're the only company making sheets completely in the U.S. using organic cotton. Yeah, we've got a lot of people love them. We have five-star reviews. I've gotten cut, lots of customers that have ordered more than once, sometimes three and four times, um, especially recently with all that's going on uh, with supply chain issues in China and all that's going on with the PPE products. You know, people yes. are starting to think even a little bit more about where the things are made that they're buying. And I've That's just gotten right. a lot of people emailing me and reaching out to me, customers, people who've bought previously, new customers, saying how great it is that we're doing this and that this yeah. is something that's needed. Exactly. Um, we're going to go into another break. And when we come back, I want to talk about how the, your company is, is helping with the pandemic. Stay with us okay. for our Finance Watch with Terry and Maggie. If you believe that family, charity, or money is deeply important for the greater good, Fortis Wealth invites you to a highly personalized financial discovery process to help you visualize your financial legacy. It's not for everyone, but if you're willing to invest the time and thought, they can offer advice and strategies to help you accomplish your dreams. Fortis Advisors is a wholly owned subsidiary of Fortis Wealth, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Visit Fortis-Wealth.com today because tomorrow is waiting. Watch Finance Watch. This is Terry. And this is Maggie. And we're from Fortis Wealth. Researchers agree that women are worse off than men on nearly every important metric concerning retirement. Why is this the case, Terry? Well, there are a few reasons. Women generally have lower lifetime earnings than men due to both wage inequality and the fact that women are more likely to stop or reduce working to devote time to caregiving for children, elderly parents, or both. Lower lifetime earnings translate into fewer opportunities to fund retirement accounts. Also, women must stretch those smaller average balances over a longer time frame in retirement, as women in the U.S. generally outlive men. And thanks to those lower lifetime earnings, women's Social Security checks on average are also smaller than their male counterparts. Is there anything we can do better prepared for retirement? Making the maximum contributions in the early years of employment can help you take advantage of longer-term compound returns. Research shows that women's earnings tend to peak earlier than men's, due in part to caregiving responsibilities. Married women can contribute to a spousal IRA when they aren't earning a salary, which can help to minimize the savings shortfall. And if you're over 50, you can contribute more to your retirement accounts as additional catch-up contributions to IRAs and 401ks are available. Health savings accounts offer catch-up contributions also after age 55. What about the actual investing part? Well, research consistently shows that women tend to be more hesitant than men to invest and take advantage of potentially higher returns. Put that cash to work for the long term. Company retirement plans, IRAs, and taxable accounts can all offer investment tools like target date funds and managed accounts, and women are more likely to use them. These automated investments into an age and situation-appropriate investment mix can help to address that reluctance to invest and eliminate some of the guesswork. Next week, we'll talk about some other strategies to help us better be prepared for retirement. In the meantime, please visit our website, fortis-wealth.com, and our insights blog. This is Terry. And this is Maggie. Peace out. 
Welcome back to another week of Women to Watch. I have a guest this evening who's a local lady in the Philadelphia area. Her name is Janet Wishnia. She's the founder of American Blossom Linens and co-owner of Thomaston Mills. And we were talking before the break about uh, the launch of a new division, which is American Blossom Linens. Um, Janet, I think you're exactly right about it's so timely, um, your product. And certainly with the pandemic, um, as a nation, we've been looking to companies for help in all kinds of arenas. And tell our listeners what you've been doing. Sure. So um, as I said previously, our main business is manufacturing bedding for the healthcare and hospitality trade. So... um, we uh, obviously the hospitality business is very difficult right now. Hotels are all closed to most of them, um, but we are there. You know, hospitals need things even more. So we have actually made some donations uh, to uh, University of Pennsylvania Hospital for bed sheets for their increased patient load, and we also um, donated fabric to some local uh, groups that are close by to where our manufacturing plant is in Georgia. And these are mostly individuals, groups of individuals that are taking fabric and making masks for the uh, local community, for the police, for the service workers, for the healthcare workers, doctor's offices, things like that. So one of them was uh, called the Open Hearts Ministry, which is... um, a volunteer organization in Vienna, Georgia. Another one is called the Upson Lamar Peak County Mask Makers, which is a group started by just a couple of individuals and has morphed to be, I think, 50 people in the area making masks at home. And then there's another group called um, the Southern Grace Hospice in McDonough, Georgia, which is also a group of volunteers making masks. So it's, it's kind of kind of cool. Really, it's That's, one thing to watch through all of this has been right. how people have come together to help other people. That has just been amazing to watch. Just in, 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 in my world in the textile industry, there have been um, different apparel manufacturers who have switched over production from making whatever clothing they're making here to making masks. Um, We've been donating cloth. I know other manufacturers have been uh, donating cloth. It's been really neat to see how everybody kind of works together. Um, Janet, one of our our listeners actually sent me a question. I thought it was a a great question. For a company like yours that's a family business that's been around, you know, for 90 years, she wanted to know if there's one item that has kind of stood the test of time, you know, that's been timeless and in-demand over that 90-year period. Do you mean a product? Yeah, I get, you know, a product or or a type of, um, within your company, I would imagine there are different, uh, not brands, but different styles or, or types. Um, is that the case? And, and has there been one thing that you just will continually manufacture? Um, well, yes, yeah, certainly because we're in the we're in the hospital and hotel business. There are they're kind of standard products that are used all the time. You know, different thread counts, a type one eighty thread count, a type two hundred. 
most, you know, all hospitals and hotels virtually all use white. Um, there are certain standard sizes. Yeah, there are definitely things that have been around that are still being made today that were made probably 90 years ago. Yeah. And and perhaps with the launch of American Blossom, you'll have more um, creativity because of your selling to direct to the public. Are you looking to yeah. do something, you know, outside the standard? Yeah, definitely. So the, the fabric that we're making for retail is a little bit heavier than the normal fabric. And then we also have a item that's very unique. We are making a bed sheet made out of, um, it's made out of organic cotton, and it's a mixture of natural cotton and cotton that's actually grown in a color. So it's cotton that's grown in a brown color. So if you see the cotton plant, it looks brown, not white. And um, we're using this cotton to make a sheet. It kind of comes out like a light beige color. We call it latte linen. That's our color name. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason we're doing this is because it it allows us to make a sheet that's colored without having to dye it. Because oh, wow. it doesn't need to be dyed because the cotton is already colored. So um, we brought that product out, I believe it was about October of last year, and we pretty much sold out of it in about a month. So we're actually in production now to make more to replenish our stock. But we hope to build up the line of, of that product and some other similar things like that. So how has the current sustainable because it doesn't have to be dyed. Right. So I didn't even know that, you know, that you could do that. I know that you're very dedicated to, you know, creating eco-friendly products, which um, companies are doing more and more. So it must feel good to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The cotton is, is grown is organic grown in a very sustainable way. The seeds are non-GMO. There's less water used. Uh, no pesticides used when it's grown. It's grown by a special co-op of farmers in Texas called the West Texas uh, uh, Organic Cotton Farmers Association. Um, and then we use our packaging. We don't put any plastic in our packaging. All the packaging is made out of recycled uh, paper. Okay. Is that is that um, more cost effective or more expensive to do that? You know, it's probably it's probably a bit more expensive um, to do it mm-hmm. um, than using plastic. Um, but first of all, the cardboard is real. We we ship it, we pack it in a box, and we use that same box as shipping. So that makes it a little more cost that that makes it easier to do Um, but then you can keep it in the box too it's a really nice box hold that thought we're going to go into our last break Um, okay stay yeah stay with us for health watch with dr marianne ritchie we'll be right back since 1858 mount saint joseph academy has been educating girls to be leaders founders and independent thinkers students are taught to be collaborative courageous compassionate confident and spiritual 
In this student-centered environment, the young women are transformed by recognizing their own potential and are encouraged to use it to make a difference in the world. To learn more about Mount St. Joseph Academy, go to www.msjacad.org or call 215-233-3177. That's msjacad.org or 215-233-3177. Now, the women to watch, Health Watch. For Health Watch, I'm Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Then the most common features of COVID-19 are fever, chest pain, and cough. Recent studies from China report many patients also have GI symptoms, such as diarrhea, vomiting, or abdominal pain. According to Dr. Sahil Khanna from the Mayo Clinic, many patients have both respiratory and GI symptoms, but up to a third have only GI symptoms. The virus can be present in the stool and later in a throat swab, or it may never appear in the nasal swab or sputum specimen. Researchers have found coronavirus in stool samples. We don't know if it's infectious, but just like droplets from coughing, sneezing, or speaking, we should assume it can spread through stool, meaning a patient with COVID must practice good hand washing after using the bathroom, or they could spread the virus with handshaking, touching surfaces, or preparing food. To cause infection, the virus attaches to receptors on the cells lining lungs and gut. So we see respiratory and GI symptoms. This receptor, or doorway into the cells, is called ACE2, found in many organs, including the nose and mouth, which raises another issue. The American Academy of Otolaryngology and Head and Neck Cancer reports mounting evidence from around the world that changes in smell and taste are also significant symptoms associated with the virus. Lack of smell, in particular, has been seen in patients who eventually test positive but have no other symptoms. Also, it's hard to know what percentage of COVID begins with GI symptoms because these patients might not go for testing as quickly as those with cough and fever. The New England Journal of Medicine and major GI journals tell us GI symptoms are common and may be the only symptoms. Virus can be installed during and sometimes beyond your symptoms, and it may be contagious. So wash your hands, put the lid down before you flush the toilet so you're not sprayed by toilet water, which could contain virus. Healthcare workers, be extra careful bathing a patient, collecting a stool sample, and watch for being sprayed by air or fluid during colonoscopy. Divas, stay awake, stay well. You're listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm speaking with Janet Wishnia this evening, the founder of American Blossom Linens. Um, and, you know, Janet, family businesses um are great and ones that sustain for 90 years are doing something right. <laughs> so I wondered yeah. if you had, yeah, any advice for our listeners, um, maybe someone, a woman who might be contemplating starting a business, especially, um, you know, in this, you know, in this environment, everybody's kind of, you know, we're all in limbo right now. It's a very, very tough yeah. time and a scary time. Um, but I would imagine, yeah, you might have advice that just kind of carries through no matter no matter when uh, the time is in history. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I like about working in a family business and starting your own business is the freedom that it gives you. It gives you have to work. Don't get me wrong. You have to work really hard. Sometimes you have to work 20 hours a day. But you can do it on your own terms. So as a, as a mother, I found it really easy to be able to do, you know, be able to be involved with my family. Um, 
raise my kids and also pursue my interest in my business mm-hmm. um, because I had more control over my time. I, as I said before, I lived, my kids were growing up, I lived in Wincote and my office was in Wincote. I only had a five minute walk to work. So it just allowed me a lot of freedom. I was able to drop my kids off at school. I was able to pick them up. I was able to be home and cook dinner, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Certainly the freedom that you have with your time. But the other side of it is you have to work a lot to to maintain your business. So when my kids were sleeping, I would often go back to work. I would wake up early in the morning before they got up and I would work. Um, so that's, you know, that's the other side of it. The, the other thing is when you, when you work in your own business, you, you can, you can, you can use your creativity the way you want to use it. You can go in the right. direction that you want to go in. So, um, and that's certainly, I think, more fulfilling. You sort of, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're, you're in charge of your destiny. You know, it's right. whatever you put into it. Whatever idea you have, you, you can pursue, and it just depends how, how hard you want to, how much you want to get it and how hard you want to work, um, whether you achieve it or not. So I think you, you, right. you really yeah. are the, the manager of your destiny that way. Mm. But it's yes, certainly you're, scary, you're, uh, especially during times like now, you know. Yes. So tell me, can you tell, how has this um, pandemic affected you and and what changes if any are you going to have to make moving forward well luckily as i said before we're in the healthcare and hospitality business so while hospitality may be off healthcare has picked up some of the slack um we you know we we don't know what the next few months are going to bring i think no one does we certainly feel very, very, very strongly that we want to keep our people working. That is a like a, a number one thing for us. We want we want to we really pride ourselves in being able to employ our associates, and we want to keep them working. So we're going to do what we have to do to do that. Um, How many employees so, do you have? Uh, we have about. 70 in Georgia and about 25 in the Philadelphia area. And wow, a few that's a lot. Kind of yeah. Salespeople scattered in other places, but yeah. So we really yeah. want to, we were, we've all, we've, we've all had to pivot a bit. We, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the government is very involved in, in helping the hospitals all over the country and FEMA and, We've all been reaching out to different government agencies to make sure that we get, you know, receive any opportunities for betting that, that, that they put out there. So we've all kind of pivoted. We're doing different things. You know, you have to be flexible. Um, right. Kind of are you seeing that? Yeah. Are you seeing that need? Uh, you're probably paying close attention to that. Are you seeing that need going down as far as beds and bedding and? You know, it's I can't, I I don't know. It's still okay. all up in the. I don't really know. Yeah, and and every it's, area it's of the just, country is different. It's different. Yeah, it's just yeah. funny because this morning 
I was last night. I actually got a phone call from someone in New York on my cell phone at like seven thirty at night, um, calling because we different kind of municipalities did things differently, and we had filled out uh, a form uh, saying that we could supply certain things, and just out of the blue at seven thirty, somebody called me on my cell phone asking for things for New York. Wow! Wow! So it, I think it's just different, different places. It's kind yeah. of hard to get get it all under control just yet. That's right. Tell me, you know, speaking of that, Janet, tell me how you, as a as a woman and a business owner, are managing your own worry and and fear and anxiety. Um, everyone is feeling that, but everybody copes yeah, differently sure. and manages. Yeah. So, how are you managing? That is a it? really good question. That's a really good question. Um. I'll tell you, my strategy is to just keep pushing forward and keep doing. That's one strategy. I always feel better if I am doing something. So if I, you know, as I said, we've all been switching roles a bit. So uh, different people, different people in the company took different areas of the government and were calling to try to find out if there was needs. And I took my area and I just kept my area with FEMA and I just kept contacting the different people trying to find out if there was anything we could do and there were some things we could needs we could fill and others they didn't have any. But just Mm -hmm. if I, you know, I spend my whatever number of hours a day kind of just putting one foot in front of the other and doing different things to accomplish the goal, I always feel better. That's the other thing. Yeah, is, I think that's great advice. That I think that's great yeah. advice. But not only you've had an opportunity to be helpful, so that's yeah. probably even you know better um, for just helping you to have an overall you know good feeling day to day. Yeah. The other thing is exercise. Okay. <laughs> what do you exercise. do? I spin. I recently purchased the Peloton bike. Oh, that's so very popular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did it actually in November before the whole thing started because I'm not even sure they're delivering them now. Um, but I did it in November and I'm so glad I did because at least at the end of every day I can get on my bike and get rid of some of the anxiety and stress. Yeah, I think a lot of people yeah. are doing that. If you look at social media, <clears throat> where people, it's it's a good outlet, you know, for people to just be yeah. engaging with others. Um, many have taken on the the exercise road as a way to cope and yeah, you know, self care than the right? eating road. Yeah, it is, <laughs> and drinking, eating, eating and drinking, <laughs> and drinking. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. and a lot of that on social media. Absolutely, a lot of people walking their dogs too. I see. More people walking on the street now with their dogs and without their dog. A lot of people yeah. walk around. Well, I think you're doing it just right. You're doing, keeping busy, and you're moving. So yeah. I think that's a great uh, advice and a great way to end the show. Thanks so much, Janet, for, for coming on oh, and welcome. sharing Thank a little so bit about your story. Me. If you'd like to be in contact with Janet and learn more about American Blossom Linens, you can go to AmericanBlossomLinens, with an S, dot com.
That's it, everyone, for another week of Women to Watch. And as we close out the show, I hope everybody can remain hopeful and excited for what I believe is going to be a return to um, life as normal or maybe even business, better business as usual very soon. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.